If I had a dollar for every time someone asked me to explain the difference between hiring a freelancer, a contractor, a full-time employee, or a part-time employee, (laughs) I would be a very rich woman. Okay, no, that's actually a lie. I totally wouldn't. That's a very nerdy question to ask, am I right? But I do have to say this is a super important and often overlooked topic that I just really felt compelled to bring it to your attention and share it with you right here, right now. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Thai Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Thai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur dog mom, or just getting started. You're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. This episode is brought to you by Interact. Remember those BuzzFeed quizzes like, what type of ice cream are you? Yeah, Interact is a tool for creating quizzes just like those, except it also acts as a way for your business to generate leads and build that oh-so-important email list. I use it to host my quiz, What's Your Enneagram Leadership Type? With hundreds of ready-made templates and the option to create unlimited quizzes from scratch, you will literally have hundreds of opportunities to attract the right clients, especially new ones. Don't miss out on this beautiful opportunity to grow your business in a fun and unique way. You can sign up for Interact today by heading on over to the show notes and getting a link to create your first quiz for free right now. That's right. I said it is free 99 to create your first quiz. It doesn't get much better than that. I work a lot with entrepreneurs who are just starting to build out their team for the first time. And it truly is one of the most exciting and honestly kind of intimidating time periods for a lot of people because it's really stepping into that space of making these hiring decisions and being a boss and really transitioning into being a truly intentional leader, right? So I like to stress the importance of just getting really clear on what type of employee you actually need to serve your business. Because, you know, making the distinction between freelancing, contracting, full-time, and part-time, these are the technicalities that make the even the best of us kind of stop and reconsider, do I really want to do this? Like, learning the differences between all these things is some very nerdy technical stuff, and solopreneuring may have been a lot of work, but at least I didn't need to know the intricacies of this and tax law and all that kind of stuff. I get it. And I'm going to break it down for you right here, right now, hopefully in a way that takes out most of the jargon, makes it way easier to understand, and just gets straight to exactly what you need to know. So in case you don't buy how important this is, I got to tell you a quick fact. Did you know that tons of businesses are annually falling victim to penalties and literal lawsuits because of how they classify their staff's employment status. 10 to 30% of employers are misclassifying their employees every single year. And the kind of scary part is it can get your business in some hot water for payroll fraud if it's a serious enough infringement. 
And look, let's just keep it simple, y'all. We don't want those problems. We don't want to be making these big mistakes that could actually cost us money. If we can take, you know, 15, 20 minutes right here, right now, and just clear it up once and for all. So I've got to ask you, as the CEO of your business, whether you've hired a couple people already or you're thinking about making your first hire right now, do you actually know the major difference between these employment classifications and statuses, i.e., do you know the difference between freelancer, contractor, full-time, and part-time? If the answer is no, it is totally okay. You're quite literally in the perfect place right now, my friend. We are going to break it all down for you. So before we break down the actual differences, I want to ask you a couple of questions that can help you out just to get started. So if you're going to hire a new team member, but you're not exactly sure what their status should be, ask yourself these four questions. How many hours do I expect this person to work per week? Will this person be working for a specified period, like six to eight months on a project basis, Or do I expect them to work, you know, continuously until either they resign or I decide it's time for us to part ways? Will this person work only on one specific project or multiple projects? Will you offer benefits such as health insurance, time off, 401k, etc.? Okay. Write down your answers to those questions. I mean, if you're driving, obviously don't write anything down. I don't want you to crash your car. But keep the answers in mind as we look at what these employment statuses actually look like in real life. And maybe it'll give you a clue that you need to understand exactly what the status of your new hire should be. All right, are you ready for this? Let's break it down. This is what you came here for, am I right? So we are going to break down the biggest differences of the major employee classifications. If you've already made some hires, I want you to test yourself and see if, you know, what you hired them for actually matches their true employment classification. And if you haven't made your first hire yet, I want you to listen out for what sounds like is going to be the best fit for your new hire. Let's start with freelancers. Okay. Freelancers are typically pretty common in the entrepreneur community, so it's tempting to say we don't need to talk about them all that much, but let's just cover a couple of things. Here's an example. Let's use an example of Ashley from Fiverr. Okay, most of us are pretty familiar with different freelancing services like Fiverr, where we can go on, search for a service that we desperately need. Honestly, we usually need it in a hurry. And we can hire somebody with the relevant skills and capabilities to get that job done for us. Okay, this is usually the situation you find yourself in when working with a freelancer. Whether or not it's somebody that you get off of a service like Fiverr or it's somebody that you've had a long-standing relationship with, freelancers are typically on a project-by-project basis. That is, you need a logo done, you reach out to a freelancer to complete your logo. However long that takes, whether it's 24 hours to a couple of weeks of back-and-forth revisions, they are going to complete that job for you for an agreed-upon price, and that's kind of the end of the working relationship. There's no further expectations there. Okay, so freelancing is kind of obvious because, again, we're pretty used to it. 
But the interesting thing is how much overlap there actually is between a freelancer and an independent contractor. So let's chat about that. I want to start with an example. Let's talk about my good friend, Sarah. Sarah works 10 to 20 hours a week with one specific client. She got hired to do this for the next eight months with the client that's based in Atlanta, although she typically works virtually. She's, she's working specifically on a pretty large project that is going to take the duration of that time, but doesn't have any additional tasks or responsibilities outside of that project. She doesn't receive any benefits like, you know, paid vacation or time off or anything like that, and she submits her hours via invoice on a weekly basis. Does that sound like someone on your team? Sarah is a beautiful example of an independent contractor. Does this sound like somebody on your team? Or does this sound like the ideal scenario for your next hire? This is one of actually the most common hires that entrepreneurs tend to make, independent contractors. So, what makes an independent contractor an independent contractor? Technically speaking, they are required to pay their own Social Security and Medicare taxes, and they're not subject to regularly working for their employer. Many individuals that claim independent contractor status actually have their own business, and they perform work under their business credentials. So I want you to think about like an agency setup, right? So there are a good amount of virtual assistant agencies that exist in the world today. And within the agency, there typically is the founder of the agency and then the virtual assistants that provide services to clients that are requesting them from the agency itself. But in reality, most of those virtual assistants are not actual employees, not full-time or part-time employees that are on salary. They are contractors working underneath an agency. So what that means is that they can establish their own schedules. They're not subject to working 40 hours a week unless they want to. And they are responsible for, you know, paying their own taxes. Uh, They don't get paid time off or paid vacation. Typically, they don't get medical. Like these are all the things that differentiate contractors from full-time and part-time, which we're going to talk about a little bit more. Now, I do need to say that employers that misclassify team members as independent contractors but actually treat them like full-time or part-time employees will be held responsible for for paying employment taxes. We're talking Social Security, Medicare, unemployment, uh, disability, all of those things. And you can be held responsible for paying any of that money that was uncollected for the duration of their employment if they feel the need to take action against you because you misclassified them as a contractor when they were held to the standards of an actual employee. Okay, I said a lot, but in layman's terms, that means you can owe some major money and that is no joke and we want to make sure we're not making that mistake. So... Just to recap, freelancers and contractors really have a lot in common, like they're typically working for their own company and they are providing services to you, the employer, who is technically their client. Now, because of this, they are required to pay their own Social Security, their own Medicare, their own state and government tax, all of that stuff. And usually they're using the 1099 tax form. 
unlike a full-time or part-time employee, they are not actually held to the same standards like company policy and stuff like that, which we're going to get into. They are independent. They are working for themselves, but you are their client. That's kind of the bottom line. So for a freelancer or contractor, you are technically not their boss. You are their client, which is interesting. But I've got to say it because I'm the leadership woman. But I've got to say it because y'all know me. At the end of the day, you are still a leader and they are still members of your team. Okay, so you just want to remember that. Alrighty, let's move in to temporary or part-time. When you talk about a part-time employee, we're talking about team members who work less than 30 hours a week on a regular basis. That's how we classify them as part-time if they are working continuously for their company, aka you don't have an end date set for their position. You didn't just hire them for six months or hire them to complete a one-off project. They are hired, you know, for always an eternity if things go well. Part-time employees can be eligible to receive benefits, such as health insurance and paid time off in special circumstances, but at the end of the day, these are decisions that you need to make as the owner and leader. Here's an example. Lisa loves her new job. She has a flexible schedule, works mostly virtually, and spends about 20 to 25 hours a week working on multiple projects across the business. She will be working here, uh, hopefully forever, because she loves her new team, as long as her performance is superior and she follows all company guidelines. Okay, so Lisa is a part-time employee. She's been hired into the company. She works standard hours, although they are less than 30 hours a week, and things are going great. But you may be wondering, how does the company determine whether Lisa's going to get benefits like health insurance and paid time off? I mean, at the end of the day, that is what we consider in HR a benefits package. And whether or not you want to provide part-time employees with a benefits package is totally up to you. But I do want to let you in on a little bit of tea here. If you want to attract top talent, you really should be considering what the benefits above and beyond their typical pay is going to look like. So Lisa, we said she had a flexible schedule. Well, that is a benefit. That's something that it doesn't seem quantifiable, but to most of us, if we know that we can work flexible hours, that's something that makes the position more valuable. I will say that in most cases, part-time employees do not get paid time off, but there is some sort of agreement around what the policy around vacations and uh, holidays looks like, just between you and the employee themselves. Now, it may surprise you, but pretty commonly, especially if someone's working on the tail end of 20 to 30 hours a week, Employers these days are usually providing them with different benefits like health insurance and dental and vision. So that could be something that you want to look into and see if you can incorporate into your overall payroll budget. All right, baby, let's jump in to full-time status. Okay, once again, I got to start off with an example to give you some context here. So let's take Michelle. Michelle works about 40 hours a week on average. 
She started her job a few weeks ago and signed an offer letter saying that she will be continuously employed at will and will work on tasks varying from project to project. At the end of the day, whatever the company asks of her within reason, she's probably going to pitch in and do what she can. She is paid via her new company's payroll and is also offered health insurance. After a 90-day period, she's eligible for paid time off according to company policy. Okay, here we go. So we usually talk about full-time work like it's the regular 9-to-5 grind, but you should know that this is definitely a possibility for your own business. There are more than a few entrepreneurs who have grown and scaled in a way that requires at least a few of their employees to be working full-time. So just depending on your goals, you got to think about it. A full-time employee with almost 40 hours a week to dedicate to your business can take you further faster. Now, I want you to really think about the differences between full-time and part-time. At the end of the day, the biggest difference truly is the amount of time, hence the names. I mean, sorry, it's kind of obvious, but there it is. Aside from that time difference, one of the biggest, biggest differences is the way that they are paid. Full-time employees can be paid hourly, but a lot of times that actually looks like a contractor who's just working full-time hours. That's the most common situation that you see somebody working about 40 hours a week, but being paid as an hourly employee. True full-time employees are typically on a salary. So that's the traditional thing that we're all used to where someone makes, let's say, $45,000 a year. So when you're setting up your payroll and figuring out your expenses, you are setting that person's salary at a standard two-week payment period and you're breaking it down that way and it doesn't fluctuate. Just like part-time employees, they are subject to your business's established policies and procedures, so you can discipline them for violating those employment terms. Most of the time we see that uh, with with the employee being put on a performance improvement plan or being terminated from their position. All right, my friend, so that is it. Now, I want to do a brief recap because all of this stuff can really make anybody's head spin. So when you're thinking about employee status, I want you to think about it like this. Freelancers and contractors are a part of my team, but I am their client, right? Okay, full-time and part-time are also a part of my team, but I am their boss and they can be held liable to the policies and procedures that have been established by my company. All right, contractors and freelancers work for me for a specified project or for a short period of time, most often. Part-time and full-time are working for me for a continuous amount of time with no set end date. The only way that our relationship is going to end is if we mutually agree. I mean, honestly, it doesn't have to be mutual. Just putting it out there. But if we agree that it is time for us to sever the working relationship and for them to find an opportunity elsewhere. 
So those are really the big differences, my friend. At the end of the day, I want you to remember that it is so worth it just to think these things through before you hire your new team members. Classifying a team member under the right employment status can be a little bit tricky, but there is no need to sweat. If you're still feeling a little bit unsure about where your staff member falls on the spectrum, I do have a bunch more resources that can give you deeper insight. Warning, most of them are pretty boring. I tried to give you the high-level details here, but those resources are very valuable if you need more clarification and specific guidance. So you will find all of those resources in the notes of this podcast and on my website in the podcast notes as well, okay? 